you love to travel and save money? Or do you wish you could travel but money is holding you back? You're in the right place. Welcome to the Families Fly Free podcast, where I show you how to fly your family free forever using my simple fly free formula. I'm your host, Lynn Mettler. My family of four has mastered the art of flying free as simply as possible since 2015, and I want to show your family how to do it too. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Family's Fly Free Podcast. I'm Lynn Mettler. So today I wanted to share with you a report of our most recent trip. So we headed down to Walt Disney World over the Thanksgiving holiday weekend. So I personally was really looking for a very um, Christmassy holiday experience this year. And uh, I think it's tough to beat Disney when it comes to Christmas magic or any kind of holiday magic. So we decided to head down there for our Thanksgiving break. We also spent our fall break from October in Orlando, um, but we focused on Universal Studios and their Horror Nights. You can go back and listen to some of my podcasts about that. So I wanted to just fill you in on um, our trip to Disney World because Disney also released in October the replacement for the fast pass system called Genie Plus. And so there's been a lot of talk out there about this, about how complicated it is. And I have to agree, it is very complicated. Um, and so I wanted to share a little bit of my insight with you about that. We spent four days in the parks trying this system out making lots of mistakes, learning a whole lot. And I hope to be able to save my members and my listeners and my readers some of these mistakes by sharing with you what I learned. Um, and so in the next week, I'm going to be putting together a mini course on Genie Plus that I'm just going to make completely free to everyone um, as an act of generosity this holiday season. Um, and because it's fresh in my head and I, I just want to help everyone make this system a little bit simpler. So I know that I personally spent um, about a week beforehand doing everything I could to learn as much as possible about it. And I still made all kinds of mistakes. So I'm going to put together some tools. I'm going to put together some sheets that will help you set a strategy ahead of time, give you the information that you need to do that, like which rides book the most quickly. Um, it's important to know the opening time of each park that you're going to, and you can map out which rides are most important to you. So we're gonna to put together some tools like that. And then we're gonna explain the system to you inside the course and all the different, different intricacies, intricacies of it um, inside the course. So if you wanna get on my email list to be the first to notify, be notified as soon as that comes out, um, go to familiesflyfree.com slash Disney Genie, G-E-N-I-E, uh, familiesflyfree.com slash Disney Genie. And we will let you know when that course is available and you can sign up to get access right away as soon as we send out that email. 
Now we'll also put you on our main email list. You can unsubscribe at any time if you don't like the content, but we send out a couple times a week, um, some different travel tips uh, and information and alerts for you as well to help you on your process to fly and travel with your family free. Okay, so we spent four days at the parks. Like I said, we flew in on a Wednesday and we flew out on a Monday. And so we spent Thanksgiving Day, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, pretty much one in each park. And the parks were sold out during the times that we were there. So what I'm going to tell you is going to be the worst case scenario. This is as busy as it could possibly be. And overall, we did fine. Like we um, did use the Genie Plus system. I did go ahead and purchase it for every day of our trip because I really wanted to try it out, try all the ins and outs, see how it worked. And using that system, um, we were able each day to ride, I would say everything we wanted to, except for maybe one ride each day. And there were a couple of days where, um, we just opted out of the final ride that we normally would have ridden because we were tired and, or we didn't want to walk, you know, it was too far away from where we were or something like that. So I think we could have ridden at least a couple of days. Um, the other two rides that we had wanted. And I also can see in hindsight now, if I had done things differently with Genie Plus, I think we could have gotten on the other two as well. So that's what I hope to give you um, inside this course and these tools is some strategies so that you can um, learn from what we did and you can get in everything that you want to ride. Um, so let me just kind of give you a basic overview of this system. And again, there's so many rules and details to it um, that we will get into inside the course. But Disney does, unfortunately, I don't know why, they don't do a good job of explaining how this system works. I mean, they barely explain it at all. <laughs> so you have to pretty much figure it out for yourself on the fly. And when you're in the parks, there are um, umbrellas with guest uh, experience is what it says. They are Navy umbrellas. So they're all throughout the different parks. So if you have any trouble with Genie Plus or something didn't work for you, or you don't understand something, or you have a question, I was there multiple times, um, you can go over and they will help you. And of course, in Disney style, they are very helpful, very friendly, very nice, um, and, and glad to help get you on, the, on your way and make some accommodations if something didn't work out quite, quite right for you. But um, essentially, Genie Plus is a replacement for Fast Pass. So there's three different components that you need to know about. One is just the plain old Genie. Um, which is all of this is in the new My Disney Experience app. So if you're going to Disney anytime in the next year, go ahead and download that app, start looking at it and playing around with it. Um, because one problem I had when I got there, as much research as I'd done ahead of time, I really hadn't seen anyone actually show you how to use the app. So I really wasn't even sure where I went to start like booking my um, rides. So I learned that very quickly on the first day and, and we'll, we'll share with you how to do that. But um, so you have Genie, which is the free um, part of this program, which basically you enter in for each park that you're going to, rides that you're interested in, restaurants you're interested in um, eating at, um, any 
particular theming you're interested in, like maybe you're interested in princesses or maybe you're interested in pirates or maybe you're interested in seeing characters or maybe you're interested in thrill rides. So you can enter that kind of stuff and then it kind of maps out for you a recommendation of how to structure your day. And one thing that is helpful there, I really didn't pay much attention to this otherwise, but um, the one thing that is helpful is it will tell you for each ride, like historically what the most popular times are for that ride. So then you can kind of try to um, go to that ride if you're going to actually wait in the standby line at a time where it's um, generally lower. And so when we were there, it for the most part, not for every ride, it seemed like around three o'clock was the low point for a lot of them. And then there's some that are just consistently busy throughout the day, like Rise of the Resistance. But um, some of the other rides, again, that kind of you know, late afternoon time period seems to be a good option. Okay, so that's Genie. And then there's a Genie Plus. And this is an add-on to your ticket, your park tickets per person per day. And what this allows you to do is essentially um, pick rides about every two hours throughout the day. And this is where there's so many rules and ins and outs to this thing. It's not exactly really two hours throughout the day. It depends on a lot of factors, um, but that's the gist of it. Um, and you can book rides at um, another park. You can park hop, but not till after 2 p.m. So right now you have to have a reservation for the park where you're going to start. And then you can't park hop if you've bought a park hopper ticket, which just means you can go to more than one park in the same day. Um, you can park hop after 2 p.m. So at any point in the day, you can make a reservation for a ride at another park, but it has to be after 2 p.m. But I don't, after experiencing this myself, I don't think this program works very well with park hopping unless you're just going to a park say like in the evening for to dine at a restaurant, I think that's fine. But if you're park hopping to ride rides, um, I don't think this works very well. I think I would just stick with the one park um, and get as many rides as you can there. It's just not designed to, um, because the way it's laid out, you don't end up with a lot of selections until the afternoon. Um, and that would be the time you'd want to park hop and you still have a bunch of rides left to ride at the park that you're already in. So that's a little bit confusing, but just uh, generally just know, I, I wouldn't recommend park hopping with this except to just eat at a restaurant. Like if you like to go to Epcot every night and eat at, you know, around the world, something like that. We did this one time, we um, were in Hollywood studios and then we came and had a reservation at Be Our Guest uh, at Magic Kingdom. So that was actually the only time we ended up park hopping and we had a park hopper for all four days. So definitely was not worth it. So Genie Plus is the one that allows you to make these different selections, let's just say approximately every two hours based on um, how you set up your day. And then there's one last component, and this is called individual lightning lanes. And when you're booking a Genie Plus ride, you're booking a lightning lane for that. Just fill in Fast Pass if that's what you're used to. You're booking a Fast Pass for it. They've just changed the name to Lightning Lane, and it's the same thing. There's a you know there was the Fast Pass line that you got in. Now it's the Lightning Lane line, um, and you'll see LL everywhere. Uh, so it's essentially the same thing. They've just changed the name. So then there's this individual Lightning Lanes, and these are there are two of these for each park, and these are. Um, tend to be the most popular rides at the park. And you can pay additional on top of your park ticket on top of Genie Plus 
to ride these rides and have a guaranteed seat if you can buy them early in the morning before they sell out. So these costs range from $7 per person per ride to $15 per person per ride. And it depends on the season, on how busy the parks are that day. But because we were there on a sold out day on Thanksgiving, I doubt it would get more expensive than $15 per person. So like Rise of the Resistance is $15 per person. Everest at Animal Kingdom is $7 per person, or at least that's what it was when we were there. So, so those are your three components, free genie, genie plus where you book your lightning lanes, and then these individual lightning lanes that you can book separately and have a guaranteed spot. Um, so you have to understand these differences and how these mix and match. And, and actually there's a fourth one, um, which is a virtual queue. And there's only one ride left. I kind of think they're going to do away with that, but, um, and that is Remy's Ratatouille Adventure. I think that's what it's called. Um, and that's at Epcot. And it does still have a virtual queue, but you can also purchase an individual lightning lane for it. So my guess is they will do away with the virtual queue um, and just keep the individual lightning lane. So basically um, the way these work is at 7 a.m. each day, someone in your family needs to get up, <laughs> be up a little before that, and you can book your first lightning lane and you can book any individual lightning lanes that you want and or you can try to get yourself in the virtual queue for the Remy's Ratatouille adventure if you're going into Epcot that day. So you have to kind of figure out what ride do you want to go for first? Which individual lightning lanes do you want to buy? And should you buy those or should you just try to get on them when you get into the parks? And do you want to try to do a virtual queue? And so you don't have to pay for Remy's Ratatouille Adventure. And in what order should you do all of these? So that's what we're going to go over in the course. What I think is the best strategy based on what we did um, and some different things that impact this. So basically you you can pick those in the morning. You can pick one lightning lane, one Genie Plus lightning lane. You can buy your two individual lightning lanes. Then you can't book another lightning lane. This is what where it gets confusing. Until two hours after park open, or if you got a window, so the way fast pass would work, for example, is you would have a 9.30 a.m. to 10.30 a.m. window to ride a ride. So let's say Magic Kingdom opens at nine and you got a 9.30 to 10.30 window to ride um, Winnie the Pooh. So you could get on Winnie the Pooh at 9.30 and book your first lightning lane after that. And then you would have one every two hours going forward. But I don't recommend doing that. Um, and in the course, I'll explain a little bit more why. But generally, what happens there is if you're if you end up any early windows that you would be able to get are not popular rides, um, and you need to grab the popular rides first because those sell out of Lightning Lanes very quickly throughout the day. So if you don't get it at 7 a.m., your chances of getting it by 11 or when you can next book one are very low. So you end up booking a more popular ride that has a later window. So then you're going to be talking, might be 1130. So um, you actually then would have to book your next lightning lane two hours after park open. So it's either like two hours after park open or after you get off your first ride, if it's before two hours after park open. So again, if you got on at 930, you could book one then. Otherwise, if your first window is after 11 or after two hours after park open, um, you'd be able to book your next one at 11 or after two hours after park open and then every two hours going forward. 
And there's a lot of things that impact this. Like if you cancel a ride or you change a ride or um, you don't make a selection at the time you're supposed to, a lot of different factors here that impact when you get your next one. So if you can't make your next one till 11 and then you can't make your next one till one, it takes a while before you actually get some rides. <laughs> That's why I don't really recommend park hopping because by the time you actually have some rides loaded up, um, you're into the afternoon and you're probably not going to want to leave because you still have rides to ride at your current park. So that's a broad overview of this very confusing system. I'm going to systematize this in the course. We're going to explain it in detail. We're going to tell you the mistakes not to make, and we're going to give you my recommended strategy for how to do this. And we're going to give you some tools that you can fill out ahead of your visit so that you have everything ready to go. So you're able to make the best decisions on the fly um, when you're ready to book your different lightning lanes. So again, Put your name on the list, familiesflyfree.com slash Disney Genie um, to get that as soon as I have it available. Okay, so that's Genie Plus. Now I want to talk about some of the other things that we did. Um, so we also attended the very merriest after hours holiday party. I think that's what they're calling it now. Um, used to just be the uh, Christmas party or the a very merry party, something like that. Um, but essentially this is like their after hours, they have it for Halloween, they have it for the holidays. Um, and so because I really wanted to do as many Christmas things as I possibly could, we attended that and that was on the Sunday night while we were there. Um, and so what's different about that is you can go into the parks. It's supposed to start at 9 p.m. and you could stay in there till 1 a.m., but you actually can get in two hours early so we could get there at seven. And so um, everyone who's not purchased a ticket to that event has to be out by nine. Um, and then you have much shorter lines for, and not every ride stays open, but a lot of the rides stay open. Um, so you're able to get on things much more quickly. Uh, and I would recommend if you do that, you, I wouldn't necessarily buy a separate day of magic kingdom because this takes place in magic kingdom and you really can get on a lot of the rides. Um, very quickly. So you're going to cover a lot of ground and that would save you the cost of Genie Plus for Magic Kingdom as well. So they have a separate parade. Um, I have attended this once before, but it's been many years ago and it was not as great as I remembered it being. Um, so it is supposed to snow on Main Street. We didn't watch the parade on Main Street. We were back in Liberty Square. So I didn't see if that happened or didn't. Um, and when I attended this before, like they had all the different kind of holiday smells like gingerbread and pine and cookies and stuff that they pumped out and they didn't do that this time or at least they didn't where we were standing um so the parade itself was okay <clears throat> typical disney parade um they also have a special um holiday show on the stage we generally don't watch those and then they have stations throughout the park like they do for halloween where you can go trick-or-treating but for the holidays, they have stations where you can get um, snickerdoodle cookies and hot cocoa throughout the park. And then um, something new that they had that I've never noticed at a Halloween event before we usually go to those was there were places, stations where you actually could get free waters, free, like bottles of water, free bottles of soda, um, ice cream sandwiches, um, popcorn, different treats like that for free, which it's not really for free because you paid an expensive ticket for this. But nevertheless, I've never seen Disney handouts, stuff like that. So that's a nice little perk. Um, and 
they have different, you know, holiday treats throughout the park. And then a couple of the rides get a holiday redo um, that you can enjoy. So the jungle cruise becomes the jingle cruise and the jokes sort of have a holiday theme and some of the animatronics and things you see on the jungle cruise have there's gifts and holiday, you know, Santa hats on them and that kind of stuff. And then, but the one I enjoyed the most was the Monsters Inc. Laugh Floor. That's one of my favorite rides um, anyway. And they really did give it a top to bottom redo for the holidays, which was really cute. Um, all of the graphics were holiday in design and Roz had on a Santa hat, I think. And then the jokes were holiday themed. And I love Monsters Inc. and Monsters University. Those are my two favorite Pixar movies. So, um, so I really enjoy that. So that's kind of an overview of the very merriest party. Overall, I would say, aside from the ability to ride a lot of rides in a short amount of time, I don't think that the ticket price was worth that. It really wasn't that much different than what we got in Magic Kingdom going in, you know, outside of the party. Everything's already decorated anyway. They have a lot of the holiday treats. Um, you know, out and about as well. So I would say pick one or the other, um, either go in during normal park hours or get the holiday party ticket and enjoy that. So I wanted to share that with you. Another um, Christmassy thing that we did is at Epcot, which is the Candlelight Processional. And we had attended this also many years ago and really enjoyed it. And this is a retelling of the Christmas story from the Bible by a celebrity narrator accompanied by an orchestra and a choir. Um, so it's a really, really lovely thing to do. Um, if that's of interest to you, if you celebrate Christmas. Um, and so they, it's open seating. You, there are standby seats. You can wait in line to go to these shows. There's usually three in an evening. Um, check the show times and the days that uh, I don't know that it's every single night, but um, if you're going to be there when that's going to be going on, um, it's right by the America area in Epcot. There's that open air stage. Um, and so they have different celebrity narrators that come in. Um, so like over time, there's been Felicia Rashad and um, Andy Garcia, I think was one that was coming up when we were, uh, you know, later on this year. Um, we didn't have a super famous one. I think she was um, the voice of one of the um, animated movie characters, but she was great. So um, it's just, a, you know, accompanied by music and it's candlelight. They've been doing this for 60 years, starting at Disneyland. This is something that Walt Disney started. So it's a tradition that they've carried on every single year. And the best way, the easiest way to get into this, if you want to have a guaranteed seat, is to book a lunch or dinner package um, as part of the dining reservations. And this is all, you can do it on the website, but it's also in the My Disney Experience app and it's pretty easy to do. So you can just search for anything in that app. So you could put the um, Candlelight Processional, type that into search and it'll come up with the different packages. Um, so we booked a lunch package at Beer Garden in Germany because we had never eaten there and had always wanted to. And what that did is it gave us a guaranteed seat that evening for a particular show time. So then they give you tickets and then you go in a special entrance and then you have a guaranteed seat up front. You don't have to wait in line. I never, if I can avoid waiting in line, I like to, because that just wastes time that you could be doing something else in the parks. Um, so that's a very nice thing to do at the holidays as well. And we also stayed this time at the beach club. And again, I think we have stayed there one time many years ago, but it was just a very quick, like one or two night trip. 
So we stayed there the whole time. We chose Beach Club because it's an Epcot resort and I really love Epcot. And so I wanted to um, be able to go into the back entrance um, to Epcot, which lets you in at the Great Kingdom, or I mean, Great Britain, United Kingdom area, um, because I love the countries and it's a long walk to go from, you know, the front part with Spaceship Earth and all of that, all the way back into the countries. And then the countries themselves are a long walk. So I like the idea of just being able to start right in the countries and focus on that area when we were at Epcot. So I personally went in early and spent a lot of time. I really love exploring that area and seeing the different things there are to eat and drink and looking in the shops and seeing the different products from other countries. And um, that's really fun for me. So that's why we opted for Beach Club. Um, so we could take advantage of that entrance and enjoy the close proximity to Epcot. And the, that back entrance is like a two minute walk from Beach Club. And we happened to be on the end of Beach Club that was closest to that entrance anyway. So it was just like right around the corner for us. And there was never any lines to get in. The security is very quick. I did also want to mention that at least right now, they are not checking bags, not checking everyone's bags when you go in. And that's something different. We, they definitely did that at Disneyland when we were there this summer and the last time we were at Disney World. And that can really kind of choke up people getting in the entrance. So that goes much more smoothly. They kind of randomly pick someone's bag to go through probably every 50 or 100. I don't know. Um, I did get picked one time and they just did a very super quick look and, and let us go on through. So that's a plus. And in terms of mask wearing at the moment, again, um, November, December 2021, they are requiring masks indoors throughout Disney World. So that includes all indoor rides, all indoor lines, indoor dining, unless you're eating or drinking, of course, um, the hotels indoors, anything indoors, you're required to wear a mask. You don't have to wear one um, outdoors at all. And they are very nicely insistent about the wearing of the masks. Um, so we did enjoy Beach Club. We um, also, from there, you can take um, a boat over to Hollywood Studios or the Skyliner, and that's their gondola system, which really is just like a ski resort gondola um, that will take you over to Hollywood Studios. So we like to avoid the buses if we can. And so that's a way you can avoid buses at least two of the parks. And um, both of these were very quick for us. We didn't have to wait very long. They were never full. And again, this was parks at full capacity. But uh, we also don't tend to go in at rope drop or when the parks first open, we tend to go in late morning, mid, mid to late morning. Um, so that probably helps with the crowding as well. And we did um, check out the Skyliner ride that we hadn't ridden that before. And you can also, we um, checked out the Riviera Resort. That's the newest resort. We weren't overly impressed with that. It is nice and upscale, but doesn't have a lot of theming. But from Riviera, you can take the um, Skyliner to both Epcot and um, Hollywood Studios. So that's a nice feature of that resort. And there's several resorts in that area that can also take advantage of that, like um, Coronado Springs and Caribbean Beach and um, I believe Art of Animation and um, those resorts can also take advantage of that. All right, uh, let's see if there was anything else I wanted to mention to you. Um, I Overall, I would say that I did like the Genie Plus system. I felt like we spent less time running around throughout the different parks. We were less tired each day than we normally are when we go to Disney. So that tells me 
Um, maybe we did less standing in line. That's always tiring too. So we pretty much got on most rides very quickly because most of our rides were booked with Genie Plus. There were a few that we stood in line, but we didn't wait in very long lines. Um, so I definitely felt less tired and that was a plus. Um, my husband thinks that we, we also found that we had more downtime. So he thinks that must be built into this whole Genie Plus system, encouraging you to be in the parks longer because sometimes you'll have these long waits between booked lightning lanes and that leaves you time to eat or to shop or to wander around the parks. But I found that to be nice because we usually don't have time to do that. We feel like we're waiting in line or in a hurry to get on all these different rides. And so there was a lot of downtime where we could sit and rest. We could people watch. Um, I liked, I'm not a big shopper, but I do like to look in the Disney stores because I love Disney stuff, particularly the Christmas stores. So it gave us more time to kind of experience that. So I would say that Genie Plus is worth it um, unless you're one of these people that's willing to get up and be there at rope drop. Um, if you can get there at rope drop, you probably can bypass paying for these individual lightning lanes, these ones that are on top of Genie Plus, you probably get, get on those right away um, and avoid that expense. Um, but, and maybe if you're going in a very low season, you could get away without Genie Plus. Um, and Animal Kingdom was one, like if you weren't, um, I would say if you got there early and you rode the two most, two or three most popular rides, um, and, or you were okay with, if you didn't get on one of those super popular rides, there's only like the Pandora ones are really the only really, really high demand ones, Kilimanjaro safaris would be next. Um, you might be able to get away with no Genie Plus over there because the rest of those rides, we had no problem getting on at all throughout the day. Um, but, but if you're going during any kind of a busy season, not the low season, um, I would definitely recommend Genie Plus if you want to not have to wait in line and you want to know for sure you're going to get on the majority of rides that you like to ride. So that's my overview of our um, four park, four day Thanksgiving trip to Disney World for 2021. I hope that sets you up. It gives you um, an idea of what's in store for you if you're going to be visiting the park sometime in the next year. And again, please check out my new Genie Plus resources. Um, get yourself on the list to get those as soon as they come out at familyslifery.com slash Disney Genie to get on that list. All right, everyone, have a great rest of your week. If you're ready to fly your family free forever, I invite you to join my family's Fly Free membership. You'll learn how to stop paying for airfare throughout the US, Caribbean, and Europe so you can make those priceless family travel memories before your kids or even your grandkids leave home for good. And you'll learn it using my simple proven formula that's helped hundreds of families. Plus, it's risk-free. You either get your investment in the membership back in free travel or I give you your money back. You can get more information at familiesflyfree.com slash join.